The United States was, was born in secrecy. The Constitutional Convention itself was, was held behind closed doors, locked windows. Um, but in fact, when that, especially when that first generation of conspirators passed from the scene, uh, American public figures were amazingly indifferent you know, to the things that states would normally keep secret. So even diplomatic communications were usually transmitted in the clear. Other countries were routinely reading you know, the communications among American diplomats. And American public officials either didn't know or they didn't care. Um, and more than that, they also believed, um, and not only believed, but followed through on the idea that the people had to be empowered you know, to keep their government accountable. So the U.S. also was uh, among the, the countries of its day um, was a country that invested quite a lot in public education and subsidizing communications uh, through the public's uh, mail and, and also respected the privacy of that mail more than other countries, in fact, more than any other country. Um, so the U.S. As a, as a state was surprisingly weak and amazingly transparent, and the American people, at least compared to other peoples of the day, really did have the power to hold that government accountable. It was with the beginning of total war, you know, the era of total war, when, you know, in 1915, 1916, when the United States was subject to systematic espionage and, and sabotage, um, that American leaders, and especially Woodrow Wilson, came to believe that the U.S. Um, had fallen behind, you know, that uh, if it was to be a world power, if it was to survive in the world, um, the U.S. was going to have to develop its own uh, secret services. It was going to have to develop an intelligence community. And it was also going to have to begin to surveil its own citizens in ways that it had never done before. And the U.S. really reacted in, in typical American fashion. It overreacted. Uh, and so we had the passage of the Espionage Act. Uh, we had raids you know, on, on communists or any group that was deemed subversive. Um, and for a time, there was a real reign of terror in the United States for anybody who dissented from, from the U.S. government's uh, position in the world. But during the interwar period, much of what had been built up was allowed to founder and decay, um, such that the U.S., even if it was still collecting secrets, was not even investing the money to, to protect those secrets and keep them organized in archives. And that basic technology of, of intelligence and surveillance, the archive itself, had more or less collapsed you know, by the 1930s. And it was only with the coming of a second world war that the U.S. once again and now permanently developed that kind of apparatus to collect intelligence and to keep those secrets, and increasingly to keep the secrets even from its own citizens. With the Cold War, it was no longer possible you know, to enlist every citizen, you know, to insist that loose lips would sink ships. You, neither could you just round up tens of thousands of people and throw them into camps. So instead, um, in the early Cold War, uh, American leaders decided that the only solution was to protect secrecy at the source. And the Manhattan Project to build the first atomic bomb came to be the model you know, for protection of secrecies and mass screenings of eventually millions of people. Um, it came to be the model that was adopted all across the federal bureaucracy. But by creating this kind of culture of secrecy, they made secrecy itself a currency. It was a currency of power by which uh, officials, even relatively low-level officials, could gain and trade you know, information, trade it with one another, uh, in ways that even the president ultimately could not control, to the point that official secrecy itself grew out of control. There's uh, a threefold challenge facing us today when it comes to official secrecy. First is that we've still not figured out how to protect official uh, secrecy, that is the value of that currency, 
you know, the, the power that comes with designating something as a state secret. It's still the case that there's tremendous overclassification to the point that even those things that really do have to be protected, the secrets that really could do real harm, you know, are being leaked and lost. And when I say lost, what I mean is that more and more we're coming to realize that the government itself you know, doesn't even know what to do with all the information, all the secrets that it's trying to protect. So the second trend is with the growth of data generally, we've seen also a, a massive expansion, even exponential growth in the amount of secret information. And finally, there's the fact that for any of this information to reach the public, which is what ultimately has to happen if government is to be kept accountable, all of it has to be reviewed. It has to be reviewed uh, whether for national security or private information. And the government has not yet developed the capacity to cope with big data when that data is classified. And so we're seeing a slow and perhaps even soon a, a rapid collapse in the whole system that for decades has allowed us to keep government accountable. Well, th there are solutions for this problem coming from the private sector. So lawyers long ago, uh, when they engaged in class action lawsuits, when they were dealing with literally millions of documents, realize that in dealing with that kind of data, you have to use data mining techniques. And so there's a field of uh, e-discovery that's grown up and become a multi-billion dollar industry. And so we can begin to leverage that work and apply that work to the public interest, you know, to begin using those techniques so that citizens, journalists can empower themselves to cope with this vast expansion in the official record so they can begin to mine that information to discover things about their own government and begin to hold government accountable in a way that's not now possible without that kind of technology. Thank you.